Hey everybody, it's Jeff Peterson with the Interstate of Music podcast. And I've got a really, you know what's cool about being able to do a podcast in the music world is, is sometimes you don't know somebody, but you know of somebody, and I get to know them on my podcast. And that's a little bit about what I got cooking on right now. You're going to know uh, the company he's working for and that he's a VP for. It's Hal Leonard. Everybody knows Hal Leonard. This is Brad Smith. He's the the VP of the the MI distribution side of Hal Leonard. Did I did I do okay with that? That's just a lot Man, of stuff. You, you're you're one take, Jeff. You are that, awesome. That is that is a, that is a lot on a business card. I hope there's some abbreviations <laughs> going on with that. Or who who the hell gives business cards any away anymore? Anyways. Yeah. No. Well, we print them. We we've got a press, so we've got to keep those things busy. So that's true. Uh, that's true. We like to have business cards and catalogs. And we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, some of that transformation of uh, right. you know going right. to digital and the sheet music and yeah. what you guys are yeah. all about, but. Honestly, I want to know a little bit more about Brad Smith and and oh kind of like where where you've been, what you've been up to and and kind of like I mean there's no way back in high school and if you went to college and where you're going that you thought that this was like where you'd end up. Yeah. You know, there's a journey to this. I want to know a little bit about it like were you always are you a player? Are you are you a musician? Mm -hmm. You know, when did that whole passion start for you with music and, and what did it start with? Yeah, well, I really appreciate you having me and asking these questions and opportunity to tell a story because I do think it's appropriate. I, I, this is not where I expected to end up if someone had a plan, but the pathway that got me here was full of some lucky chances, definitely certain people, certainly a passion, and most importantly, some chances. I took some risks. And I think these apply almost to anyone listening and anyone in life. You know, it's just there's just you can go this way or that way, and it shapes your life. And um, I've had some good angels on my shoulder who encouraged me, you know, in, in my in my thought to go for things um, based on people I've known or even family members. Um, so I'll get more specific. But the idea it is a crazy pathway, and it's kind of nice to reflect on it. I'm very happy to be at Hal Leonard. I've been here over uh, 28 years now, so I'm starting to get used years. to it. Yeah, that's no, not, I know. That's I started like... as a young child. As a young child, packing <laughs> boxes. Absolutely, twenty-eight years is. Yeah. Um, that is a that becomes you. I mean, it becomes you. Um, but like before yeah. Hal Leonard, what when you were sitting in in the interview process, twenty-eight yeah. years and yeah. a day ago, like yeah. what what did you bring to the table? What did your resume look like, and where did that resume get built from? I mean, yeah, and that's. that's it's a good story because it's it's where it was just enough to get to the next step was but wasn't necessarily the ideal situation. Sure. So there I got a little lucky. Um, but I worked at Mix Magazine on the West Coast in California. Some people may know Mix Magazine back are when. You, so are you from magazine. California? No, I'm from Michigan. So I'm a Midwest boy. Okay. I also lived in Chicago. So I'm going to go back a little bit because we've got three hours, right? Or is yeah. it four hours? <laughs> it's going to be the longest okay, okay. podcast. We're going for a marathon. Just, just buckle it. in, people. Tune in. Hang this in there, is, people. This is going to be long. It's going to be good, though. Solid. Oh, man. It all starts. Uh, well, I was born in Minnesota, actually. I have to, I have to give full credit to St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, but then in Michigan, my, my father worked for Ford Motor Company. We moved around a couple gotcha. different assembly plants. So I consider myself a Michigan guy, although I've been in Wisconsin now for 28 years. Yep. So now I just kind of say Midwest. But my mom's still in Michigan, and I'm pretty loyal. So um, 
but really to, to, to this, why I'm here right now is I always had a passion for music. I play instruments, I play guitar. Um, I'm a product of the 70s blues rock British invasion. I'm your typical Led Zeppelin, yeah. Deep Purple, Black Sabbath guy. I live near Detroit. Every other weekend, I saw shows for $6.50. I know everyone's like, right, you know. But anyways, there was an era where you could go to shows. And even now you can, but it was a pretty sweet time. And Detroit is a place where bands love to play. Yeah, no doubt. Hardworking people, they work hard, they play hard. And I've kind of seen that ethic. And I think in general, the Midwest has that in not only Michigan, but Detroit was certainly that area. Where did you get guitar. the guts to move to the West Coast? Man, that's a guts. It's a guts move. I, I went to Michigan State. I have, I'm a graduate from a, I have a college graduate, college degree. That's what they call it. So <laughs> I finished and I'm like, what am I going to do? But I had a little window. So everyone has those little windows of like, you know, not married, no kids, no What did debts. you go to school? What did I'm air quoting here? I mean, for people that are listening oh, to the podcast oh, and I not watching it, what did you go to school for? Like, what did you think you were preparing yourself for? I, two years into college, I was no preference. So I'm floating around. Yep. And then I'm enjoying the shit business. out of it though, right? I was in bands, my friend. I was You're loving life. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Love that. Meeting friends. And uh, in fact, a friend from my band from college was here last night and we were at Lambeau Field watching the, our Detroit Lions get beat by the Packers. So I'm a little rough around the edges, but just I'm still living it. That's good. Um, but Michigan State, so business administration, though. So okay, I thought it was sure. a broad enough field. Everything has a business about it. So I have yep. that background. Yep. I really enjoy marketing. Went to California to stay with a friend for about six weeks. He lived in San Francisco, went out there, stayed there for seven years. Love that. So things just fell in place. And, you know, we could get more into it. But essentially, I took a chance, went to a new area, could start fresh. But I did get in a band right away. So I've been playing music since, uh, well, really I was in, you know, my, my high school bands, but when I was in San Francisco, I played in a band and then I was real quick story. Cause it's so important. Yeah. I had to make money. I had a job. I worked for North American van lines, a, a moving company because they need a dispatcher, right? Pay. Okay. I, worked, I was in that thing for like three years. I had a college degree. I was kind of rising up. They sent me to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and they showed me my future. And it was Just, chain and, smoking. And, no, and no, no, no shame in the game for Fort Wayne. I love Fort Wayne. No. I love everybody in Fort Wayne. But when somebody gets a chance to see their future while standing in Fort Wayne, Indiana, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have to add to it. You know, it's winter time, and yeah. believe me, I'm not afraid of snow. But this is not this is not your inspiring day to like. I'm going for the gold watch, man. This is it, right? So, right. Right. I went I went back and I said, hey, you know, that's a job. That's a career path. I need to be in a, a creative field. I'm not a good enough player to go it as an artist. I've seen what that takes. Yeah. And I'm yeah. impressed and I respect it. And we all know the sacrifices it, it, it takes. Oh, it's, it's insane. But, but, but I love to be in the environment. So I didn't know if I wanted to produce concerts or, or you know, be a part of the production business sure. or be publishing or be in instruments, uh, music instruments, et cetera. So uh, advice I got from a friend, find a company you want to work with, go to them, tell them I want to work there. In fact, I will work for free for a while to see if it's a good fit. And most companies, you know, as long as I, I had bathed that day and I, I was presented I mean, myself. pay pretty... a minimum wage, right? I mean, they're not going to make you work for free. 
Well, I saw it as an internship. That, yeah, that's right. a fancy way of saying volunteering. Right. But um, but I, I add that, and of course, you got to be very careful, and you can't do that forever. But the fact is, I invested time into that company yep. to say, I want to see if it's a good company, and I want you to know what I do. And after three weeks, a part-time position opened up, and I took it. Nice. And that job was at Mix Magazine, which is in Berkeley, California, right across from Fantasy Studio or Creedence Clearwater Revival Record. And, you know, Bay Area's got great music. Right. right. I, let's, let's quickly pause. And, and there's a part of me that is thinking right now, if I go out to California and I tell a company I'll work for free just for the experience <laughs> – that's a little tempting to me right now. I mean, we're coming right out of summer here in Wisconsin. I know what my future, it's, I feel like I'm standing in Fort Wayne right now. I'm staring, staring at 17 yep. months of winter right in front of me. So I'm <laughs> thinking, who do I go to in California and tell them I'm going to work for free? I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> yep. That's it. That, that was, and um, I, I, that was my fortuitous change. They accepted the concept. Um, ragtag bunch of people, you know, I, I love them too. And to this day, fast forward, they're all in the industry. They all in right. with different jobs and we're, and we're still friends. Right. Bounced around different experiences. Everyone, folks, you industry. never know where people will land. Yeah. You never yeah. know. And never don't piss anybody off. <laughs> no, it's never worth it. No. And, and it's, that's a life lesson. Um, because we're all having bad days. We all have moments. And if you're honest, and um, and and genuine, everyone will appreciate that because often we're always in, in a similar. And maybe someone was in a similar position that I was, and they go, "I'll give the kid a break." He, again, I presented myself. I was very polite. Yeah. Um, you know. So anyway, what, so I did that. So, so what what was your role there? I mean, Mix Magazine. Mix Magazine. They have a they have a, a mail order catalog called okay. Mix Bookshelf, and they sold books and instructional guides to recording engineers. And live sound engineers, and you couldn't find that stuff at Barnes and Noble. Right. There was no Amazon, wow. right? You couldn't find that stuff. Right. So they they created this little catalog. It was really smart, and they knew their market. They had the subscriber list, so they would send the catalog to the subscription list and say, "By the way, we've got these catalogs of books, modern recording techniques, all these ones that now are kind of you know uh, classic books, um, but you couldn't find them." And so here's a little hint: we brought on books, and one of the publishers we represented was this company out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin called Hal Leonard. Love that. So I was working with a guy who knew someone at Hal Leonard and he went to Hal Leonard to start the book division. And then a few years into that, they needed more help. I remember my roots are in the yeah, Midwest. Right. More help. And so my buddy who I met at the place that I volunteered to work and eventually <laughs> got a job said, hey, I know a guy. So he came to me and said, hey, we got a position. I know you've always thought about maybe coming back home-ish. Um, here's the deal. It's in the music products industry. It's, it's Hal Leonard, which to this day, and rightfully so, is best known for songbooks and method books. We're a huge Absolutely. publisher. We yep. have now diversified way beyond that, but certainly are still our number one uh, position in the industry is we're the world's largest uh, print publisher. And, I, and now it's really about content and all that. But what an interesting company because no two days are the same. And when you're in publishing, you're publishing for different categories. You're publishing for different levels. You know, whether you're a beginner or a professional, you're publishing for different partnerships. It could be an instrument manufacturer. It could be a school. It could be over the counter. Anyways, there's such a variety of ways 
to create products under the publishing umbrella. So just a little shout out to, it's not a stodgy old business. It's a really well, and, dynamic. And I've got a question and it's, I, I hope you respect where the question's coming from because I know a lot of people that are in the news industry, the newspaper business, yeah. magazine business, all of that. And I know what those struggles were for them to reinvent themselves as digital started mm -hmm. to become the way to go, the iPads, the this, the that, all of that, yeah. that you're unbelievably aware of. Was there a time sitting at a conference room table with all the powers that be at Hal Leonard, where everybody kind of looked at each other and went, oh crap, what <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah. Like it, there, yeah. there had to have been a moment where, where it was like, oh shit, this digital thing. That is that, yeah. do we go, do we get into it? Or do we stay true to our roots and be the company that we are? Or is digital going to like kind of like bastardize that traditional or can we sure, find the balance? Sure. Was was yeah. that like, like what were those conversations like? Because that was a huge yeah. opportunity, but scary to get to where you guys are today. Yeah, As my no, voice just question. cracks like I went through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> Well, your question got so grown up right on the yeah, fly. So, and there. then I had to, I had to bring it back down to, you know, 13 years old. <laughs> so, hey man, what was it like, dude? <laughs> hey, that's a great question. Cause I mean, the internet, let's just, uh, the, the greatest disruptor, but with disruption is, is opportunity. I mean, I think we all witnessed that really big moment when Napster developed. And I know some of the people may know the moment where uh, Lars Ulrich, the drummer for uh, Metallica found out that their new album was online already available free. Yep. I mean, think about that. Uh, crushing. I mean, crushing. And then how did it happen? Who's making, they're not who making, leaked they're it, not who making, this, I mean, who that, all of it. Yeah. I mean, and, and in some ways it's like, and I know, you know, the story goes where it's like, cool. The guy who did is like, I could do that. And, and there's, and again, all these moments in crisscross. So then you look in another, other businesses that, I mean, look at, um, I think the day, Blockbuster had their biggest sales day. There's some coincidence where on that day, Netflix launched their website. Yep. And oh, I think they sold. That was it. They sold to someone ast astronomical numbers. And on that day was the same day that Netflix started. And of course, they didn't even know who Netflix was. Right. But again, everyone, right? right? Major disruptor, business disruptor. The key is, and it's it's a cliche, forgive me, but the key is content. Yes. And what we understand is people digest, ingest, experience, consume content differently. So on one hand, it's an opportunity. How do you want to experience learning how to play guitar today? Do you want to watch? Do you want to listen? Do you want to read? Do you want to be inspired? So we, the, the phrase though, that it, I think we're the punchline here, and it's a great question because what it came down to, Jeff, is we said, we have to be our own spoiler. Yes. Hal Leonard, totally. that's it. We have to be our own disruptor. Yep, totally. Love that. So because we spoiled. We spoiled. We released stuff digitally. We we moved. I mean, and, and so, I mean, the guts it took to do that, the foresight, the realization that, that you were the game in town and you just yeah. had to keep being the game in town no matter what the game yeah. turned into. And I, I think that's yeah. such a big thing. And when you talk about how people are choosing to digest content – this is the Interstate of Music podcast, 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 podcast. People, yep. when they hear podcasts, they think audio. And in today's mm -hmm. world, it has turned into so much of a visual video content, 
digesting world, we record video for our, our podcasts, every podcast. So it's audio, it's video, it's everything. And it's going to go on all the yeah. different platforms yeah. because you don't yeah. know how somebody wants to digest that mm. content right. and see it. Is it, is it over lunch, you know, with their computer on at their office? Is it while they're driving to work and listening right. to it? Portability, it's, it's, portability. Yeah, wow. what, why are we sitting here thinking that we've got it all figured out for every consumer that's out there yeah. because of the variety of consumers that, that we deal with? And I, I think being your own spoiler, I mean, I'm going to like literally regurgitate that left and right <laughs> in, in business because uh, I've, I've been a person that has said it and done it, but I've never used that terminology. And that is, mm. I love that. It's, it's impactful. That it's one. real. I love it. it, it yeah, and and it and it's and it's it's blunt. It's you yeah. know you, you got to just face it, folks. There, there's no, easy transitions. I don't think exist. Uh, there's organic ones, but sometimes you got to force them. And of course, that's where your business acumen comes into place. How yep. heavy do you go initially? Like we didn't get rid of CDs right away. We started saying all our audio is available online. We also have CDs. I mean, cassettes went out a long time ago, but any the different formats. And even today, we will offer some products. We will have a CD option because someone's got a boom box in some church back room who wants a CD. I still you know? got a 45 jukebox that I bought literally, go, right? literally just because I've got all these 45s. And I'm like, yeah. this is a pain in the ass to play a 45 nowadays. So went out and bought yeah. a 45 jukebox just so I could load them up with my faves and play them when place I want for them. to. Yeah. It's, That's and, one, and hell I, iPod, like one hell of an iPod. Super heavy, super heavy to bring to parties. Yeah, heavy, so. I, I, it doesn't fit in the backpack that well. Yeah, no, it? Yeah. And, and then it bounces around and the needles, it's a, it's a bad thing. It's, but you know, it's, it's, it's what I do. So it's. Well, but just the fact that you're running a pod, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, yeah, I'm excited the way, way interstate music is going. You guys recognize a different format. You recognize your customers. You got, they, they rule. And for all the right reasons. Yes. They got a zillion things going on too. We're all juggling. And if you can accommodate them with making it easy to find the right products at the right price with the right service, all that kind of end of it, as well as just being turned on to new things, you got to yes. keep your ear to the ground. And, and the filter that we usually use is not really necessarily the product is what is the benefit? Right. What's the solution? Is this making a musician's life better or is this just another widget? So that's another thing, and especially in the MI product side, which where I'm on, I wear the distribution hat, how Leonard brings in products that other people make, and we sell it and distribute it to retailers. Yep. So we've had a really cool situation where we've got these great partners who make these really cool products, but they don't have the sales and marketing chops, and they just don't have the network that we have, because we've built that up over 75 years, oh by the gosh. way. Yeah. Hal Leonard is 75 years old. So you know, it's just a good role for us, but this is also showing you that first and foremost, we were a print publisher and now we're a distributor. And uh, especially the last year and a half, which we've all been experiencing, it's been good that we had the diversification. Right. Because until you can download a microphone, you got to find a way to ship it, merchandise it and sell yep. it. Right. A absolutely. And I, I think the, you know, some of the things that we talk about internally, I'm not worried about the next sale. I'm worried mm -hmm. and focused on, are we putting content out that people want to engage with that are going to come back to our site, our social platforms, because it's interesting and bringing value to them in some way. And if they want to buy something from us, they know we sell stuff, 
But that's I, I'm right. not gonna lead. I'm not gonna lead with that because honestly, I mean, I'm selling stuff when in a map set priced world, I'm selling yep. it for the same price as everybody else is selling it for. So why? Right. So how do you do differentiate yourself? Yeah. So it, we are mm-hmm. so hyper focused on the musician, the music lover, um, the business person looking for answers for pro audio. All of that, we're so focused on them and what their needs, wants, education, motivation, you know, all of that, yeah. inspiration. Yeah. We're so focused on that versus the stuff we sell. And here I am talking to somebody, we sell your stuff. And I don't, you know, I think you even can understand, yeah, it's like your stuff will sell if we get the customers to want to check who uh, check us out who we are and have them engaging with us, not just when they want to buy something, but when they're wanting to come back to us and then they all of a sudden decide they want to buy something, they're already there. Yeah, then that, that's, you're, you're connecting all the dots. Um, I mean, a great, another good example is well said, and I just want to kind of show an example is where Hal Leonard uh, promotes and supports live music in a way that, you know, we, we like battles of bands, we like contests, we, we, we do, you know, at, at school level. And look at Interstate Music, you've got this great event coming up and you're showing music. You're giving places for bands to play. We always joke about, you know, tennis players need tennis courts. And it's not just selling them the gear. They, they need places to play. They need to rehearse. Um, they need to get inspiration. They need direction. So these are all the other aspects of the gear that they use. And the beauty of it, though, is once you get an experience of playing music and connecting with an audience, that is a natural high, if I may, that yeah. you just want to keep coming back to it. Because music is a universal language. It's remarkable how it transcends ages, nations, um, ethnicities, everything. It's, it's the unit, truly is. It's not a cliche. It is a fact. So to be a part of that world is a wonderful experience, whether you're a child or, or, or a grown adult. And, um, and I'm glad that we're a part of that function. And, but I, the, the, the job there is to get that spark, find a way to get that spark into the people that you meet and you never know where it's going to be where it's going to come from, what music they're going to hear, what interstate music festival they go to and they see a band and it's a singer-songwriter and they go, you know, I can do that. And I've got something to say. Or it's just inspiring. So inspiration is is really the key behind it all. We want to give the tools and we want to do it right, you know, that we're professionals. So we'll we'll do that right. But what's most importantly is really getting people to that spot where what they buy and what they do is at the level and the expectations of where they are in their life. And, and the beauty is it's, it's on all different levels. You can sit in your home and strum your guitar and that's fine. Enjoy it. You don't have to be a rock star. So the whole different aspects of enjoying music are so many that I think we're in a, a business that has amazing resiliency and amazing purpose. And I really appreciate what you guys do being on the front line, taking that message to the public competing with all the stuff out there, but yeah. man, yeah. You, you've got music behind you. And um, I, I think, I think it will be in good hands with you guys. So it, it's exciting to be partnering with you guys. Truly, it, you know, this is how it is. And just conversing, we could hang and we could say, let's make this a good event, not a big sales event, a good event where people are having a good time yeah. and are inspiring, are going to yeah. carry on. 
Yeah. And, and, and that, that really comes down to, you know, when, when we're focused on bringing talent into our event space that we live stream, we record, we've got content that we're building for every song that they, that they're doing so that they have something that they can put post out on, on YouTube or their own platforms, et cetera, and giving them something that they can't afford, you know, to, to mm -hmm. pay for themselves, yeah. but give them something to share and use and treat them exactly the way you know they want to be treated because they're coming in they might not be as known as as they might soon be or hope to be but we're going to treat them like they already got there and the people that yeah. come to our events are all about that original live experience music no matter what the genre we have people that come to our events and they come to the blues events they come to the country they come to the rock and we've had people say, yeah. I'm not a country music fan. We just had yeah. an up and comer, Drake Milligan out of, uh, out of Nashville, uh, come and do a, a live show with his, uh, new five song EP that he just released. And I had people coming up to me. They're like, I don't even like country music. And this guy's for mm -hmm. real. That was a blast. I loved mm -hmm. it. And I think we have to start as just people, because you, you are so right about what music is and means to everybody. We should all kind of turn our station to a station that we normally wouldn't listen to listen to some <laughs> music that we normally wouldn't get ourselves out of it a little bit and start appreciating all the genres of music that have kind of built this industry and start like listening to it a little bit different. Listen to what it is mm -hmm. for what it's trying to be versus mm -hmm. what we expect or want it to be. And I think right. when you start it's doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I mean, having just on the heels of uh, Summerfest. Uh, for those who don't know it in Milwaukee, you know, a, a major annual festival, the idea that every stage has different genres, it's a big buffet and you just it get is. up and check out two songs and then you're, you're sometimes stuck there for the whole set or you move on and, and people should be open to that. Uh, I think the best bands now I'm, I'm, I've been around enough to start, you start evaluating, like, why do I like certain bands and yeah. the ones I tend to like most each individual member of the band came from a different place musically. Yep. So when they yep. came together as a group, they developed something brand new. Yep. And that's almost a strategy because if you all like ACDC and y'all get together, we don't need it. <laughs> it's but it's been done and done and done and redone and done. You know, and I get it. It can be fun and, and hey, go for it. I, yep. I love ACD. But the idea, if if your bass player comes from jazz, your drummer is maybe a prog guy, your guitarist is a country strummer, and your singer is classically trained. Just throwing it together. Look at yep. Queen. I mean, right, all different versions, and you come together. All of a sudden, that, 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 that um, a cocktail Yep. All of a sudden creates a new flavor. And I, I love that because I think that also encourages people, regardless of, of how good you are or what you like, know that when you're in an ensemble, you're just part of a whole new voice. And sometimes you get it right and people are blown away at what you've done. So keep pursuing new ideas. And like you're saying, check out different stations, pick up riffs from different styles. Be open-minded. I, I think music is very, very elastic that way. And and Brad, as, as you're saying that, um. I'm literally thinking about you as a person in the role that you are. You're kind of, you've been built with that same philosophy and mentality. You talked about mentors. You talked about experience. You talked about what you thought you wanted to be, what you went to school for, all this, all these friends that you've had through it. 
all those people that have been part of your journey, they were the jazz play. I'm just using the, yeah. the genres of music to define the personalities okay. and the people. They were the jazz. They were the rock. They were the country. They were the, you know, the folk in different ways. And you've been mentored by so many different personalities and people, but it's because you were so accepting of each of those individuals that you started to form who you are today. And I think so much yeah. of, of, of what we go out there to digest and build our own support groups and our own networking, the variety of what we create is going to be what we, what helps us kind of move forward in the way that we want mm -hmm. to be versus if you always tell the same person and ask that same person for advice, you're getting the same advice. Mm -hmm. But if you start yeah. kind of broadening it to people that might not like what you do and you want an honest opinion, mm -hmm. you see a whole lot of people on American Idol uh, yeah. in, their, in their auditions and you're like, who told them that they should yeah. go audition for American <laughs> Idol? Clearly mom, dad, brother, sister, best friend. But mm -hmm. I'm not sure they reached out to anybody else other than their highly supportive group. And I think yeah. putting ourselves out there it is going to get you to where you want to be, not just where somebody kind of thinks you should be because you are in, yeah. in, in charge of your own journey and building, you know, that support group isn't necessarily just support, but it's also the variety of viewpoints. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I like you running with that analogy of the multiple influences, some intentional, some unintentional, Completely. you've got to acknowledge it. And, and those that you really know are influencing you. Yeah. Go back to them, acknowledge that they're part of it, but yeah, also at the same time, reaching out to many people and, and recognizing they come in all different kinds of shapes and sizes. And you don't yeah. even expect to something, whether it's a band you see or a person you meet or a job you have. Right. How many times have we worked at a job that we didn't stay at our whole life? But there was some one there, or there was some experience there that shaped our future. So there, nothing is in vain. Even mistakes are not in vain as long as you learn from them. I mean, right. I'm a dad, and I always have to remind my kids, you know, who are bummed that something went wrong. I go, hey, right. as long as you learn from it, then it really wasn't bad. Um, you got something out of it. Um, right. That's life. You know? It really is, and, so, it, and, and it's it's the thing is, it's like you hate to say. And, and do and say cliche things, but man, some of the cliches are cliches because they're legit, you know, <laughs> for a reason. It's we like, need some crutches, man. They, they come in handy. Yeah. Right. Don't, don't give up on, on all the cliches. Some of them we can like pretend don't exist, but, but I mean, there it's because it, it means something generationally. And if you go through it, you're going to live through it. Yeah. And the more you pay attention to what you're doing while you're living it, the more, self-assessment and the more forward thinking opportunities are going to arise because you're paying attention, pay attention to the world you're yeah. living in, pay attention to the, you know, the world you're putting yourself into and that's, it's going to get you there. What is next yeah. for Hal Leonard? I mean, you're a 75 year old company. You've been there 28 years. You know, what's next, yeah. what's the next 25 years look like? Um, and, and what's, what's been fun and exciting in 2021, what are you looking forward to 2022? That's a whole bunch of freaking questions. Hit, just talk to me. Talk to me about Al Leonard. Well, the future is really bright, and there's a whole new crop of uh, managers and employees and um, folks at Hal Leonard where we're very healthy, and it's exciting because we're in the music field. I think what's really interesting is just last, right before 
2020, um, our chairman, Larry Morton, uh, presented and encouraged a mission and a vision statement for the company. So, hey, 75-year-old companies can learn too. Yeah, We never really had that. It's always uh, sell more stuff or, you know, I mean, whatever the, sure. you know, just, yeah, this is what we do. He stepped back and had the vision and the mission to say, no, what business are we in? What are we really in? And what we're in is we are in empowering people to enjoy and experience music. Love now, that. the tools, the solutions, the business, the experiences, blah, 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 all contributes to yep. empowering. change and all that. Yep. That's it. And that's going to change. Now, print books, song books. So some people could see how Leonard with a big target on their back, we're going to go like the, you know, like the eight track or whatever example you want to use. Thing is, ink on paper is pretty good technology. I just yep. want to give a shout out to ink on paper. Right. You don't have to plug it in. It's portable. You can write on it. Anyways, I just want to say, I don't think it's completely. I mean, you've got a pen in your hand for a reason. Ink still matters. <laughs> That's my notes. You know? Yes, folks. It's funny, though, but we certainly recognize. And again, the idea that it's not one way, right? Right, right. You can also learn music on an iPad. You can also be taught via video. I mean, it's exciting, all the different ways. So Hal Leonard wants to be the platform to experience, enjoy, and take whatever level you're at further. So a company like that, we're never, we, we're never, there's never a downtime, whether it's back to school, the holidays, or Easter choral events, or um, summertime ukulele jams. I mean, there's so many opportunities to get behind people's interest to make music. So, um, you know, the platforms will change, but I think just summarizing, we're, we're, we're healthy in that we're seeing our industry that way rather than we're selling songbooks to people. We are empowering people to play and enjoy music and the tools that they want to use, they will tell us and they will vote with their dollars and they will vote with their knowledge. Yep. They'll vote with their comfort level, all that stuff. So, and the other thing is they have great partners like Interstate Music that get it. I mean, we certainly are in this together. Um, on so many levels, you know, I, I just feel the more we partner with people rather than one direction, you know, you guys giving us feedback, we give you feedback, we create events, we have some door prizes. I mean, just different ways to like um, make it bigger than just one person. Um, I think that is, that's a good uh, MO for a lot of companies. And you're starting to see that much more transparency, a lot more cooperation. Um, we can't be in some ivory tower uh, just sending products out the door. So cooperation, transparency, uh, partnership, but pretty much staying in the music products business is fun because it's uh, it's from schools to at home to senior house, people with dementia, they react to music. I mean, music is just such a wonderful medium to be in. So um, I'm as excited as ever. I, I say those numbers and how long I've worked and I still feel like I work for a new startup. Because we're, 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 we're still like throwing it against the wall, but um, well, I'm, 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 I'm voting, I'm voting for Brad Smith. I'm voting thank for you. Leonard. And I am, <laughs> I, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time and letting me get to know you right here in front of everybody. Um, and you know, it's been, it's been great to see what Hal Leonard has done in those 75 years. I can't even imagine how cool it is to sit back and and think about 28 years ago and kind of where you've where you've gone with it, um, and uh, you know, 
I, I feel like you're part of the interstate family. You're part of a lot of families out there, though. There's other companies that you work with. There, there, there's other e-commerce platforms and brick-and-mortar stores. All of them matter. They matter to interstate music yep. as well. It, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm about I'm about the musicians, about music lovers. I'm about people that are looking for solutions to further their passions, their needs, and 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 what's going to help them progress. I'm all about it. And if they choose interstate music, I love them for it. If they choose somebody else, I'm just glad they're choosing to do something that is for them. Um, and and I, I'm excited about it. And I'm excited yeah. that you took the time and you're part of this show. And uh, man. Brad Smith, Hal oh, Leonard, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity to reflect on stuff, but but to share. And I'll leave you with one one cliche, which Hit does it. is often we say, "Tide it was a tide rises all boats," and the tide is the music industry. So you're right. We all work together. Whatever store gets the sale, whatever guitar company gets the purchase, it's the idea that people are staying in the music industry. Yes. They're enjoying it. And if we hustle and we're good people, we'll get our fair share. Absolutely. So um, uh, great to work with you on this. And again, thanks for the invite. Thanks for taking the time. I hope you have fun with it. And, um, uh, you know, again, getting those people out, listen to music, enjoy it yourself. You're going to see some yeah. new stuff. Have fun. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, always, we always have fun at Interstate Music, maybe a little too much fun upon occasion. Oh, but man, this is, this is. This is Jeff Peterson. This is the Interstate of Music podcast with Brad Smith from Hal Leonard. Thanks again. Peterson, out.